Travel Tidbits podcast, hosted by the agents of Pineapple Escapes. Join us as we discuss the latest in travel news, destinations, and tips for the savvy traveler. After all, travel makes life sweeter. Hello, and welcome to the Travel Tidbits podcast. I'm Jamie Weidel, travel agent and owner of Pineapple Escapes. This week, I am super excited to have Ashley and Aaron on the podcast with me, and we are going to discuss our recent cruise to Alaska on Royal Caribbean's Ovation of the Seas. We cruised in early August, and overall, it was a great experience, and it was a lot of fun. We had a big group together, and I think that really helped make it a fun experience for all of us. So we're going to go ahead and jump right into our At the Core this week and talk about our trip. So we were also joined by two of Ashley's brother-in-laws and their family, and then Courtney and her friend Nick, and then Aaron and her husband and daughter Whitney were with us, and then my family of five. So there was quite a big group of us, and we had a lot of fun. The kids had a lot of fun in the kids' club and making friends, so that was a positive as well. But overall, it was a really good trip. So we're going to kind of talk about um, our different port days, the ship, and the overall experience. So let's start with talking about Seattle. We all flew in early so that we wouldn't miss the ship. That's a very important piece of the whole situation is you don't want to fly in the day of and have that be a fear that you might not make it. So we all flew in early. My family actually flew in on Tuesday just because that's how the flights worked out. And we were able to visit numerous places in Seattle and had a lot of fun with that. Let's talk a little bit about it. So Ashley, let's start with you. Tell me a little bit about your pre-cruise experience in Seattle and what you guys did. All right. So we also flew in a day early. We flew in Wednesday night and Thursday was my youngest son's 11th birthday. So we had kind of planned to be there for the day and do some fun stuff. We ended up meeting up with some really good friends of ours called uh, the Weidel family. (laughs) (laughs) So we met at the pier and had grabbed some lunch there, burgers and shakes. And then we um, basically just kind of walked through the marketplace and stopped at a few shops there and saw them throwing the fish and all the neat things in that area. But actually on the way before we kind of made it all the way to the market, we split up and the girls went to the original selfie museum and the boys went ahead to the marketplace. And that was fun. If you have teenagers, you know, they are big selfie takers. So they had, what was it, like 20 different sets kind of for you to take selfies. So our girls did that. And then Jamie and I joined in on the fun and <laughs> took some- Took some good selfies there. So it was definitely just something different and fun. We also went to the gum wall in Post Alley, which was right next door to the selfie museum. And um, basically just a an alleyway covered with chewed gum. So another place to take a good selfie. <laughs> so the kids enjoyed that and uh, the husbands. <laughs> I did not leave gum on the wall, but... Um, the family did. So that was kind of a unique experience. Then, like I said, we went on to the market and then we just kind of walked through town and ended up at the 
Space Needle. And Jamie's family had done that previously. So we decided to do that that evening, got there. My husband is afraid of heights. So he stayed down at the bottom and the kids and I went up and that was really fun. Definitely neat. There's a a revolving glass floor up at the top. So it definitely is a little if you are, you know, I got that tingly feeling looking over, (laughs) but it was neat. Another good photo op and just kind of a great views of the city and the harbor. And so that was, I think when you're in Seattle, that's a must do the needle. And then that evening, we left and walked right across the street where you guys were staying at your hotel, which was really convenient, and had a little birthday party with cake for Owen. And all in all, it was a great day. We got to see a lot of things. And so I really feel like we kind of crammed a lot in one day, but it was perfect, really. So thank yeah, you for I, I- <laughs> hosting the party. <laughs> Yeah, it was fun. It was it was a lot of fun. And it was nice that we were right there. So it was easy to have the cake and ice cream and everything for little O. But I think that that's one of the neat things when you fly in somewhere early on a cruise is having the opportunity to explore in that port as well. So Aaron, I know your family flew in early and then you also stayed a bit, little bit later on the back end as well. So tell me a little bit about your experiences. Yeah, we flew in on Thursday. So once we got there, we checked in the hotel and then we just walked over to the Space Needle area. We didn't go in the Space Needle, but we kind of walked around in there, walked by the glass garden area. We got some lunch and we walked down to the pier, kind of checked out that area. But we did have to stop at a Walgreens because I forgot to pack our socks. And luckily, (laughs) they had one pair of women's socks that were left and one pair of men's socks that were left. So we grabbed those. Oh, perfect. (laughs) So that was a priority when we um, got there was to find a Walgreens. But yeah, so that's pretty much kind of what we did when we first got there. But after the cruise, we had some time to kill before the flights. When we were leaving, so that day, we did a tour and went to the Columbia Building and went up to the Skyview Observatory, which is pretty neat. So we had some time there. And then we also went to the Starbucks headquarters and checked out that area. So that was kind of neat, even though I will say we are not big Starbucks fans. But we did go check it out. (laughs) And my daughter was kind of mad because we actually didn't even get a drink. But such is life. And then also we checked out Pike's Place Market. We had some time in there to explore and walk around, which was really neat seeing all the different shops and all kinds of things you can see there. Yeah, I think I really like Pike's Place. I think that's a lot of fun. We really enjoyed that. So the day before... So on Wednesday, we flew on Tuesday, and on Wednesday, we spent the day at Pike's Place and did all of that, and then we went up in the Space Needle on Tuesday afternoon. So we did a lot of that before you guys arrived, but it it was a lot of fun, and I really liked Seattle. I felt like the whole 
vibe, I guess, was really neat. And we also did the original Starbucks. And I am a Starbucks fan, so we got drinks. And I actually bought a cup to bring home because I like the little tumblers and all of that. So I think Seattle was a lot of fun. So if you're doing an Alaskan cruise out of Seattle, I think it's definitely worth at least a day or two on the front or back end to explore the city and have some fun there as well. So on Friday, we boarded Royal Caribbean's Ovation of the Seas. This was the ship that we were on. And this is one of Royal's quantum class ships. And personally, I loved it. I have cruised quite a bit with Royal and with Disney Cruise Line, but I really enjoyed the Ovation. It was one of the nicer ships that I've been on, and I really enjoyed it. But Erin, I know that this was your first cruise, and I kind of am curious about your thoughts about cruising and about the ship, as I know that wasn't really something that you were so sure about before we went. So tell me a little bit about your thoughts there. Yes. So I didn't think I was going to be a cruising fan. This was our first long cruise. I kind of thought I would feel stuck or trapped on the ship. And just be looking out at the ocean all the time. But I actually, I didn't really feel that way. I felt like the ship was definitely large enough and had some entertaining options. And the port days definitely help. The sea cruising days could be a little long. My husband kind of got bored, but he's kind of a busybody. So he kind of got bored on the cruising days, but he really did enjoy the port days where we could get off the ship. So I think we would definitely do another cruise, but to the Caribbean this time. So we could definitely be out on deck more and enjoy the sun and hopefully all the pool activities in the Caribbean. But overall, yes, I would do another cruise and I personally didn't feel trapped. And my daughter, it was her first cruise and she really enjoyed it and she made lots of friends. And of course, it helped the Weidel clan was there also. <laughs> but yes, I think she's definitely ready to go back and my husband would do a Caribbean one for sure. Yeah, I, I think once you kind of get used to the, I don't know, I guess cadence of cruising, I think it's a little bit different. And I do think a Caribbean cruise is a lot different than an Alaskan cruise. Like just the whole vibe and the feel is a little bit different than what we experienced. But I'm very glad that you enjoyed it and that you're willing to cruise again because I have a feeling there's going to be a lot more trips in our future. Yes. But Ashley and I have actually cruised together previously. We were on the Harmony of the Seas back in February of 2020, right before covid decided to bless us with its presence. And we were on the Harmony, which is an Oasis-class ship. So Ashley, how would you compare the Ovation to the Harmony? Okay, well, first, I just want to apologize if there's any feedback, but (laughs) (laughs) Harmony was definitely a bigger ship, obviously, the Oasis-class. I had just also cruised over spring break on Jewel of the Seas which is even smaller. So I believe that's a radiance class, um, if I'm not mistaken. But so this was kind of in between, more toward the larger size, but I really liked it. I thought it was big enough that it had a lot of offerings and things that we didn't have on maybe the smaller ship, but not so big that you feel overwhelmed or get lost. (laughs) I always feel like the first few days you're on a ship, you're trying to kind of get your bearings and figure out, you know, where your room is and where the elevators are. And it is easy to kind of 
go the wrong way, but it didn't take too long to kind of, you know, get that on this one. It's like you said, I just felt like, I mean, it was a beautiful ship. There were a lot of really neat things on the ship. I really liked the two entertainment venues on um, this one, the 270 at the aft of the ship where you can sit in. It's like um, there was bingo there and there was game shows and, and different entertainment things in that area. I just thought it was really neat. There's, of course, a lot of bars all over the ship. I don't really take advantage of that. But like you said, I was cruising with my brothers-in-law. And <laughs> so they had a lot of options for that. And, you know, we often met in the schooner bar for trivia. And the ships have a lot of the same names or the same venues. Like the, but, yeah, the Royal branded right, type right. of thing. But they're all a little bit different on, you know, all the ships. So it's neat to kind of see that and compare them. But like you said, all in all, I really just thought the ovation was well done. I think it's probably my favorite of of the royal ships that I've been on. I would agree. I would say before this trip, I would have picked the symphony as my favorite. A lot of that because they have a quick service Mexican restaurant. And, you know, yes. those are my priorities. I was missing is, that. I was missing yes. that, I will say. The Mexican is is a nice touch, but I felt like this ship was perfect for Alaska, especially with the Cplex. I felt like that really was perfect for this type of a cruise because it was all indoors and it had activities that were very indoor friendly. So when, when it was rainy and foggy and cold out on the pool deck, there was all of these things for the kids to do and adults too in the Cplex with the bumper cars, there was roller skating. It was just a very different dynamic than the outdoor pool deck that the Oasis class ships have and and kind of more inward focused for more indoor activities overall, I felt like. Yeah, you can't forget about the Xbox lounge. That was uh, one of my (laughs) favorite places to be um, with a beautiful view, (laughs) but (laughs) indoors. And like you said, I mean, I wasn't really sure what to expect with the whole poolside being going to Alaska, but you had the outdoor pool, which was heated. That there's an indoor pool, hot tubs in both of those areas, plus the solarium for guests 16 and up has another indoor area on the forward part of the ship. So a lot of options, like you said, even though we were kind of in a colder climate, I really felt like there were a lot of things still do. Oh, and the rock yeah. climbing wall and the the flow rider also <laughs> heated. <laughs> So you could do that on a cool day, go out there. I did not, but the kids did. So, yep. Yeah, I I feel like they did a nice job of making it a very Alaska-friendly ship. And so that was definitely a nice perk there. So before we jump into our port days, let's first talk a little bit about dining options on the ship. I mean, obviously, I'm on this podcast, so we have to talk about food at least (laughs) a little bit. So we had main dining as a group. And I felt like that went really well. But let's talk a little bit about some of the other options on the ship. Erin, you want to jump in with a couple of your favorites that you tried? So when we needed snacks in between, we definitely checked out the promenade shop and got some little bite-sized sandwiches in there. And then there was, of course, Sorrento's Pizza. I think Whitney and the group overtook that place a couple of times, from what I understand. <laughs> but that's. We ate there, and then, of course, there's the Windjammer, which is the buffet. We checked out that a couple nights that we had the late ports. 
But yeah, enjoyed them all. Windjammer, we ate breakfast pretty much in there every day. So by the end of the cruise, I was kind of like, uh, I'm kind of over the Windjammer breakfast. But it was neat checking all the other options out. And we did enjoy the main dining room quite a bit. Their selection was good. Their food was good. Desserts were good also. So we enjoyed the food. So Ashley, what about your thoughts? Yes, I, though all those places that Aaron just hit on, also enjoyed. We started calling it the food jammer after the comedian referred to it that way the first night. So we uh, frequented the food jammer often, which is the buffet. And that was probably just as a whole our favorite. But my kids enjoy the dining room in the evenings. They just love being able to kind of pick and choose their appetizer, entree, dessert every night. And I can't remember the name of our dining room. The Grand. The Grand was the dining room. So we also Mm -hmm. really enjoyed that. Of course, Aaron mentioned Sorrento's got to have options for pizza. And then my kid's favorite was the soft serve ice cream on the pool deck. (laughs) And I never tried fish and chips. I don't know if either of you did. We did. Yeah, we tried it too. It was, it was, it was good. It was fine. Yeah. So I never had that, but like I said, the only thing missing for me was Mexican. (laughs) (laughs) Agreed. Like it really needed. That's what I love about those Oasis class ships is they have El Loco Fresh, even on, on some of them, they have like the sit down restaurant Mexican, but on Symphony, it's actually like a quick service, like Chipotle type of Mexican. So yes, I definitely missed the Mexican food. I think my son Bo ate 15 pizzas over the course of the week. He was known for getting a whole pizza and just devouring it. There was also off the C-Plex, like a hot dog stand. Yes, I forgot about that. We we had hot dogs there and they were really good. It's like gourmet hot dogs. Yeah, they were good. We had them one day, at least once, and they were really delicious too. And then I also really enjoyed... 270 in the morning and at lunch, they had like a cafe. So you could go to the cafe and get breakfast and they had a Starbucks right there. So you could get coffee and the breakfast options were really good. It was things like breakfast burritos. They had different bagel options, English muffin, breakfast sandwiches, fruit cups, all of those things. And then at lunch, it was more like salads and sandwiches. The Thai chicken salad there was delicious. I had that two different days and loved it. And all the breakfast options were really good too. So that's definitely another one to check out if you're on one of the quantum class ships. So overall, we did not starve by any stretch of the imagination and the food was really good. But obviously you're here and you want to hear about Alaska. So we had four ports. We were at Sitka, Skagway, Juneau, and Victoria. So instead of going port by port, let's just kind of talk a little bit about the highlights or what your favorite port day was and what you guys did. So let's start with Aaron. Tell me about your favorite port and what you guys did in that port that you enjoyed. Ooh, tough one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so we did uh, several excursions. We did book ours to Royal Caribbean. I thought I would check them out since it was our first cruise. The weather was kind of cloudy and rainy, um, especially in Juneau. I wish the weather would have been better there. Had the weather been good, I think that would have been maybe our favorite. 
But in Juneau, we did, uh, we had a Jeep we got to take out and it gave you a self-guided like GPS route to follow. But the first stop was the Mendenhall Glacier and it was pouring, 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 pouring rain. <laughs> so the Mendenhall Glacier trip was kind of short and you really couldn't see it that well. I wish it would have been better. But so we left there and then we went to Eagle Beach, which looks pretty cool. Said it was still rainy, so we didn't get many good pictures here either. And then they the route took us to another location just to get some cool pictures. And you did see some neat things kind of driving on the highway. There weren't many shops or anything to actually stop at, so the route really wasn't it was more specific to these three options that they gave you, and then that was about it. But Juno probably would have been my favorite one had the weather cooperated with us. Yeah, I agree. We we were supposed to do a helicopter tour in Juno, and so I was obviously very disappointed that that got canceled. But instead of you know being sad about it, I just decided I'll go back to Alaska next summer and try again. So so that's my plan. But yeah, it was that was definitely our worst day weather wise. It was very rainy, very foggy. We weren't able to go into Endicott Arm that morning due to the fog. So we did get to Juneau early, but it was definitely a long day. Mike and I went back out that night, though, when the sun finally came out at like 6 o'clock and went to dinner in Juneau, and that was really nice. So I think if we get better weather when we go the next time, we'll be a lot happier. But obviously, that's not something any of us can (laughs) help or predict. So, Ashley, tell me about your favorite of our ports and what you guys did. Like Aaron said, that is tough. But (laughs) uh, we also had the same scenario in Juneau where we went to the glacier where it was raining. We actually hiked to the waterfall in the pouring rain. So it was definitely a great memory. I don't know if it was the most fun I had, but we will never forget that. That was the girls and I and my brother-in-law's family. The boys, however, that day did the river rafting in Juneau and their tour started later in the day. So they missed all that rain. So it was actually very nice for them. And that was their favorite. My one brother-in-law and uh, my husband and son did the river rafting. And so they said that was their favorite of the um, excursions. Mine would actually probably, it's a close call between the first two. I surprisingly enjoyed Sitka a lot more than I thought I would. We didn't have an excursion plan there. So we just got off the ship. We walked to the um, the Sitka National Park that was down the way. I saw the totem poles, a ton of bald eagles flying in the wild. Um, so we just watched those for a while, got pictures and videos and then um, made our way to a brewery that my brother-in-law had found, kind of off the beaten path, went to this brewery and had um, pizza and and they had drinks. And um, so it was just really a lot of fun. You know, you're somewhere different in this small Alaskan town. We learned a lot about just on the, the bus ride from the ship to the the town from the bus driver, she gave us a lot about the history. So I think that was really good. The next day we did the hike and float in Skagway, which was also really fun. Loved our tour guide there. He was like your true Alaskan bushman. I don't know what you call him, but (laughs) (laughs) so, I mean, we, we really had a lot of fun on all those, but I would say of the three towns, 
Sitka was surprised me the most and liking that one the best. Yeah, I felt like the woods there on the hike in Sitka was just gorgeous. And then also seeing the salmon jumping out of the water and like all the fish, right? Like it was, I have never seen fish like that in my life. (laughs) They were flying out and my (laughs) brother-in-law said, if you can't catch fish here, then there's something seriously wrong with you. They're literally jumping into your boat. (laughs) Right. Like they yeah, were we had everywhere. an excursion there and at the science center and there was also a salmon hatchery there. And she said that those salmon were returning back home. But yeah, the salmon there were crazy, crazy, crazy jumping out of the water. <laughs> yeah, I had never seen anything like that. And we so Mike and I have been to Alaska before. We did a cruise when I was pregnant with Bo. 15 years ago and went to a salmon hatchery. And I do not remember the salmon (laughs) looking like that at all. So I definitely felt like that was a really neat thing to see and experience there in Sitka. And we also didn't do a tour there, but I actually really enjoyed that as well. But I felt like all the ports were fun. And I mean, I think like Victoria, I could have definitely spent more time there, but I think the ports were really fun. There was a lot to do. And I thought it was neat that all of us were able to go out and do different things and then come back and tell each other about it. And we all had completely different overall experiences and cruises, but we were all on the same ship. So I think that that's one really neat thing about cruising is there's so many different options, both on the ship and in port that you can do what you enjoy, what your family enjoys and kind of tailor it to yourself and everyone can kind of then come back together. So I think it's really great for big groups or multi-generational trips, those sorts of things. 100%. I was just going to say my other brother-in-law's family, they did the mushers excursion where they went to the mushers camp and did the dog sledding and got to meet the puppies and actually go on a little dog sled ride. And they, they loved it. They loved that. So that's one thing that if I were to go back, I would probably want to do. Yeah. We were supposed to helicopter to the glacier and then do like the whole dog sled camp thing. So that's why I have to go back because I obviously have to get me some puppies here at some point because I was really excited about that part of everything. I think one of the other neat things, it was the day that we went to Victoria where all the whales were out and we could see the whales from the balcony of our stateroom. That I felt was really neat. We saw different types of whales and like you could kind of tell that they were orcas or humpbacks. And like we were just like sailing through all of these whales on that day. And that was a really neat experience too. I agree. I remember asking Aaron about it because the captain had come on the night before talking about something, but I couldn't really understand or hear him. And so she said, well, around 11 o'clock, we're supposed to be going through this whale area. And I was thinking, really? How do they know where the whales are? But literally the next morning, I'm in the windjammer looking. I was watching, eating, watching. And then I thought, I'm not going to see anything because I hadn't seen anything all week. And then I get up to leave and suddenly everyone's yelling, orcas! And I look out and there's there's so many. I'm trying to video and they're going under and I'm moving. And so my video is terrible, but I did get to see several orcas. And then we moved to the back of the windjammer later. And you can just see all the blowholes, just like the spouts. So many. It was really awesome. And I know, I think everyone we were with, either from their balcony or somewhere on the ship, saw whales that day. So it was really neat. 
Yeah, it was neat. And the captain was, I think, French. I could be wrong, but he definitely had a fairly strong accent. So it was hard to understand. But yes, when he was talking, I heard something about 11 o'clock and then whales and then (laughs) passage. So that's what I came up with. And I think it was fairly accurate anyway. But yeah, we saw lots from the balcony of our room also. And the lady that was next to us said the ones that swim right next to the boat that look like baby orcas are actually a porpoise. And I forget which one they were called, but I guess it's a porpoise and they swim right next to the boat. So I know Chris saw a bunch of those, but they go, they go pretty fast. If you blink, you're going to miss them. So Ashley and I, our families went up in the North Star. Um, that was what, day five, day six? And while we were up, we were like, sure, we saw a shark. Like we took pictures and everything. And then we showed one of the crew members after we were done. And they're like, that is not a shark. And so then my husband Googled it and it turned out, I think it was a sunfish, but it really did look like a shark. But it was really neat to see from up in the North Star as you're like out over the water and to look down and see that. The kids thought that was really neat. That was cool. I still say it was a shark. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it had a fin. It had a shark fin. But yes, my daughter watched it for about five minutes before she spoke up and said anything to anyone. And then we're all <laughs> looking at that. All over I actually it, yeah. went up in the North Star again on day, I guess that was day seven. <laughs> because you won the Love and Marriage Game Show. Yes, I mean, you got to tell them right. why. But you know, I did win the show, so my husband and I got the passes, and he doesn't like heights, so he didn't go up. So I took my brother-in-law up with me, and he enjoyed it. So, and it was a little bit different when we went; it was a little overcast. So this was this was the whale day. We didn't see any whales from up there, but actually, the sun was starting to come out, so it was a nice view. Just at, like you said, a neat experience that you often don't get to be up three hundred feet over the sea at sea <laughs> on a ship so yeah it's cool yeah, yeah. i thought we that went the north star was neat. I, and i think it was the sitka port day it was while we were in port and i can't remember if it was sitka or skagway but we went up which heights don't bother us but it was kind of neat going up seeing it i'm pretty sure it was sitka because you couldn't see the clouds were low and there was kind of some fog so um you couldn't see the mountains very well up there, but it was neat, a neat experience for sure. Yeah. Um, my family also did the eye fly on the ship. This is kind of totally off track now, but that was a really neat experience too. It's like indoor skydiving. And so you sign up for a time and then you get to go in and that was really fun as well. It's probably not something I need to necessarily do again, but it was a lot of fun and something different that they offer on the ship. That's a little bit different than the Oasis class ships, another indoor type activity. But I really overall felt like the ship, the ports, the overall experience was a lot of fun. And I hope you guys did too. Yeah. A note, though, those extra activities, you need to book early, like when you first get on that ship, because those yes. will sell out fast. Yes, yep. I was the one sitting that. at the lunch as soon as we got on. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, everybody buck your stuff. Like, and, every, and everybody's like, oh, no, it's fine. I'm like, it's not fine. Like, I'm like... Getting everything set and texting everybody and like freaking out because that's just my personality. But (laughs) welcome to working with me. It's a great time. So we got our time. It was all good. We (laughs) did. We did. Because I was crazy. But it's it's all good. We made it. We appreciate it. We appreciate it. (laughs) Let's go ahead and talk about our crushed it this week. 
So when you are going to Alaska, it is super important that you pack in layers. Sometimes it was hot and you wanted a t-shirt. Sometimes it was raining and disgusting. So you wanted like a sweatshirt and your rain jacket. But making sure that you had lots of different layers, especially when you were out in port, was super important. So our link this week is actually to a rain jacket that my family all has. The kids and I all have the same jacket. And it was perfect because it was light enough that it wasn't super hot, but it did keep us from getting wet because it did rain almost every day when we were in port. So as you're thinking about packing for Alaska, are there any other items you guys would recommend? Ashley, do you have any recommendations or things you can think of? These are just a couple things while we were on the ship. We were with a large group, even just our family together. So we saw another family walking around with walkie-talkies. And we did have some issues like with Wi-Fi and and that while, while on the ship. So I just thought that would be a great idea. If you had a big group, maybe get some of the walkie-talkies because their kids had them. Just a quick, easy way to kind of stay connected and, you know, fun, kids like that. And the other thing, my girls, and I don't know if I just missed it on the ship, but we always kind of were looking for wanting hot chocolate. And hmm. they were saying we should have brought our own hot chocolate packets on the ship because there was hot water for tea. So if we had just had our own hot chocolate packets, we would have been able to make hot chocolate on those days when we were a little bit cool. So, I mean, they have obviously drinks and other things, but just that was just some kind of random thing. Oh, and waterproof, good waterproof shoes. (laughs) I I I agree on all counts. The rainy day, (laughs) but yes. Yes, we all packed hiking shoes. So if you saw the pictures, my family ended up with 10 suitcases, but we did all have hiking shoes and water, rain gear. So that was a plus. Instead of walkie talkies, another option is like post-it notes. So if you have post-it notes and a pen, you can write notes and then leave them on the stateroom doors. And that has worked out well for my family to like say, hey, we're here just to let you know if you're looking for us, we're here. And then there's a post-it note. So post-it notes are a good thing to pack too. Erin, what are your thoughts on packing after your cruise adventure? (laughs) Well, I wanted to add, so I didn't want to buy extra hiking boots. So we opted for the spray that you can spray your tennis shoes with and it did not work. Note (laughs) to self. (laughs) Whitney and I still had some pretty wet shoes. Chris got new shoes for the trip, but we did not. So that did not work for us. Another thing that I wear contacts, and I guess this can go for any trip. I did not bring extra contacts because I've never ripped a contact in years and years and years. But I ripped a contact on like day two, I think, or three. It was Monday. So I had to go all week with no contacts. That's the worst. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) And for those that know me, like I'm literally almost blind. So I literally was (laughs) could not see out of one eye all week. So bring extra contacts with you. And you're on a ship. So you're already like a little disoriented. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I I do bring extra contacts. So yes, that is a good point there. And definitely the Dramamine, because luckily the sailing was actually really smooth until day six. We were at sea and we had one really rough morning and you definitely need it for those rough sea mornings. Yes. Those of us that are prone to motion sickness, I personally take boning, but I think it just depends on the person. Like 
it's definitely needed on certain days, especially when you get some high seas. And I'm also with you on the contacts. I actually keep like a pack of contacts in my carry-on bag all the time. So I always have it with me, even if like my luggage got lost or something crazy, I would have those with me in my carry-on backpack because I am also blind. And so (laughs) I know how horrible that would be. Okay, so I think we have summed up Alaska pretty well. So thank you guys for joining us today as we discussed all of our adventures in Alaska. And we obviously have a lot more that we could talk about and a lot more that we can share with you if you decide that a trip to Alaska is in your future. So if you are interested in planning a trip to Alaska, all of our Pineapple Escapes agents would love to help. You can email us at info at pineappleescapes.com to get started. All right, bye guys. Bye. Bye. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode of the Travel Tidbits podcast hosted by Pineapple Escapes. Travel makes life sweeter. Let the experts help you plan a vacation with lasting memories. We'd love to help you plan your next vacation and have you join our community. You can find us on the web at www.pineappleescapes.com and on Facebook and Instagram at Pineapple Escapes. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.